0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the PATH Podcast. We're at episode 102. I'm Derek. And I am Jason. I'm your host today because Jason preached yesterday from the easy-to-preach passage <laughs> of Romans chapter 13. Re- Revelation, Revelation 13. I say Romans. Yes, yeah. Revelation. Sorry. That would be a Let's, difficult one, too, though. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Revelations. Um, yeah, I don't know why I said Romans. So, it's all good. Revelation chapter 13. And... Um, So I thought you know, uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Thankful you um, can rightly divide the 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 word of truth in our midst, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had fun uh, leading worship. That was fun. Yeah. Well, walk us through kind of just you know, give us an overview, a little bit of that. Well, and maybe a couple of handles to hold on to as we walk through this, and some of the things we can you know take to the bank for ourselves. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think that um, I think that this this Passage, so thirteen verses one through ten. It comes in sort of right in the middle of, of this like ramping up. Every everything is intensifying in the mm-hmm. book of Revelation at this point. And um, and what what we really see here is like um, the beginning of Satan's last stand. So it's like the final big push that he's going to make to try to overcome God and Jesus. And um, he begins to try to reestablish his kingdom that is being broken apart as the kingdom of God is starting to expand and come out. And, um, you know, obviously Satan is upset about that. <laughs> he's he's angry. And so he's trying, uh, he tries as well in, in chapter 13, and, and you kind of got to talk about what you're going to preach on this coming Sunday, but um, with himself and then these two beasts, Satan's trying to set up a, like an, an unholy trinity. He's trying to create... His version of of the real, true, one true God, and um, and so you know we had at the end of, of chapter twelve as this this picture of Satan battling against Jesus and the church, and um, and he's really been crushed. He's been overcome by by um, it says by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony of the church. And so, um, like I said yesterday in my you know movie lover mind, it's very cinematic of. Chapter twelve ends with Satan just fuming, angry, standing on the shore of the uh, of the ocean, and he's mad. And then the very next scene, thirteen one, we see this beast rising up out of the ocean, and so mm-hmm. um, so Satan is is making his last stand. And um, the the picture in my mind, and I, this is way of an understatement, of um, a <laughs> picture like the scene from the end of. Avengers: Age of Ultron, where you have that post-credit scene where Thanos puts his hand in the gauntlet and he says, "Fine, I'll go do it myself." You mm-hmm. know, and it's kind of like that—that that similar kind of picture of Satan's like, "I'll take matters in my own hands. I'm going mm-hmm. to go do this." And um, <clears throat> and you know, ultimately Thanos lost as well, and uh, ultimately Satan will lose as well. But anyway, um, you know, so he's trying to set up this this unholy trinity, and he's trying to reestablish his kingdom, and, and in the process of that he just attacks humanity with reckless abandon that mm-hmm. um on the earth that this beast is given power and authority from satan and um he has the ability to war against the people of god as as it says there in revelation uh like five and five through seven but uh 13, five through seven where um he's given he's given the ability to to battle against the people of god and to conquer them so he's um, he's killing followers of God and, um, and that's really, that that's painful to hear. I mean, as followers of God to, to hear that there's going to be a, uh, that there will be a season on the earth when things will not go well for the people of God, um, physically. Um, but the, the wonderful hope of this passage is that, um, all of this happens, underneath God's sovereign control and so that's both wonderful and kind of disheartening to hear at the same time that God is not none of this is outside of God's control and so I think you have to look at well why in the world would God allow suffering like this and pain like this what what's the what's the purpose and um, the people who have their names written in the lamb's book of life as it says here in 13. Uh, is those are the ones who will, um, who will ultimately uh, find victory in in God and and it says there um, like in verse nine and ten uh, it says if anyone has an ear let him hear which you know John kind of returns to that pattern he had in chapters two and three he's like listen this is important you need to listen listen up and hear this he says if anyone is to be taken captive to captivity he goes if anyone is to be slain with a sword with a sword must he be slain. Here is the call for endurance and faith of the saints. Um, and so it's, um, <clears throat> it, it's, it's a reminder, I think, first off of, hey, listen, this was God's plan from the beginning, um, that you're not going to get out of this plan. There's nothing you can contrive or do to skirt this issue. You're not going to get plucked out of this so you don't have to go through it. Um, this is God's plan. So since this is God's plan, Let's endure in our faith. Let's let's be strengthened in our faith to work through this. And um and and I think you know we were talking beforehand. I think a good passage to remind this to remind us of this kind of thing is that John is just picking up on what Paul talked about in Romans chapter five, where he says this. Um, he says, not only that. Actually, let me let me pick up at the beginning in verse one. So he says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access to faith, or by faith, into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we have this. Um, difficult world that we live in life is hard we talked about that yesterday and yet through the difficulties of life god uses those things to mold us and shape us into the people that he's created us to be um, and you know in in revelation 13 i think we're, we're seeing that at its ultimate form um, its most intense form um, but I think it's good for us to be reminded that this is not something that we're not already experiencing to some extent, that we have to stand firm in the face of adversity, that even, um, you know, as, as um, mundane or as small as it may seem to us, when we face difficulty, God uses those difficulties to mold us and shape us. Now, there are some Christians who are facing that much more intensely than we do here in Lafayette. I mean, uh, you've talked about before, just think about like the church in Afghanistan or the church in China or other places where persecution is really intense and really aggressive. Those, Those people are standing firm in their faith, not loving their life more than they love their God. And um, and God is growing and molding and shaping them. Uh, but the same is true for us that, you know, thank God that we have the grace to live in America where we can still practice our faith with it without really any fear of persecution. But, um, but we do still face difficulties. I don't want to overstate our difficulties, but God uses our difficulties. And so um, I think this is just this passage is a really good reminder that um, we should not seek to avoid difficulty at all costs because God uses difficulties to shape us into the people that he wants us to be.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I think it's good. You you draw a point out. I think it's really important for us to see is that, you know, <clears throat> you know, in Revelation, one, one of the things that's been helpful to me is just to realize that, you know, because everybody wants to know, like, you know, yeah. When is this going to happen? Or has it happened? Yeah. Or whatever. That's what everybody's talking about. Sure. And I think the point of it is not to determine. You you, you helped us see this yesterday. And not yeah. determine, you know, who's this beast? And is it, a, is it a person? Is it a government? Is it a, right. you know, what is it? It's really not the point for us to figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Um, the point of it is, is to realize this has happened, is happening, and will happen. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah the beast... And, and, you know the way I said it, just kind of as we were talking before we started recording, is that like the in a way the beast is already rising out of the sea. I mean, yeah. like the beast is already raging. I mean, it's yeah, these things are happening. We don't see it as much in the United States, though. It's it is ramping up here. Yeah, it it is increasingly harder to, and I don't want to overstate this either. I think that's a good point. It's incre- but it is increasingly harder because. It seems the world is less and less tolerant of Christianity. Yeah, uh, our, our United yes. States and our world. I would know, agree the world with that. Yeah. However, there are believers, there are brothers and sisters in Christ, all across the world. Mm-hmm. They live this reality every day. Yeah. This, the captives going into captivity, the sword uh, going against them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Um, you know, just go to. Um, You know, persecution.com or um, uh, com. you know, um, it it tells you and it tells you how to pray for the persecuted church because the church is being persecuted across the world. So, yeah, it's not like to kind of tack on what you're saying. It's not like
1: Satan is sitting in hell twiddling his thumbs going well i know there's there's a time coming when i've got to do some stuff that's not that's not what's happening right now he is actively at work warring against the people of god and the kingdom of god and um and we we face that in across the globe we face that in varying degrees yeah well and
0: we're we are not the first ones to face this kind of thing right like, even the fact of we have to read Revelation in its historical context. You have to. Yeah. It was a letter to seven different churches living in the um, the cradle of civilization at the time. Right. Where the most of the stuff was happening mm-hmm. that was happening in the world. Uh, where, um, you know, more and more people uh, were uh, exposed to the gospel. Yeah. But the church had, in, in many ways, had become complacent there. Yeah. And the charge to every single one of them is like, get ready. Yeah. Get ready. You got work to do. Yep. Yeah. There's stuff to do here. And so, you know, they faced far more at that time than what we in America have to face now. Sure. Our, you know, our our uh, brothers and sisters across the world may face more than they did. Yeah. Um but a lot of this was was this vision was to help them prepare for what they were a immediately facing in that moment or about to face right um and then it's helpful to us to see you know what what's there as well and the way i see it is almost like this in a way a militaristic kind Mm. of thing right yeah this idea of endurance right it's it's almost like these worn torn soldiers that are like the last people holding out this outpost you know yeah and it's like uh, it's it's the battle's going to rage even more, but you've got to stand strong. And some of y'all are going to die. Right. But you got to stand strong. You got to endure because there's <laughs> yeah. because there's a mission. There's work to do. There's an right. advancement of 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 the purpose of all this that has to go out. You know. So mm-hmm. it's just I, I don't know. I mean, I I think you know that that is what we need to hear too. Is that like you know it's not time to like jump in the bunker and just. <clears throat> Wait till we die ourselves, yes. either. But it's to press on, mm-hmm. press forward, and no matter what is taking place, the Lord is working in it and through it to yeah. keep us strong and and to prepare us, you know, for eternity, not for for this earth. This earth right. is destined to pass away, you know. Um, but but our our goal is not here and co- complacency here and comfort here. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to um live for Jesus right. now no matter what comes to stand stand strong and endure mm-hmm. so that we are prepared for the kingdom that is coming which is which is our goal Yeah.
1: So. well I think another good thing to remember too is that <clears throat> talking about how historically we're not the first members of the church to face difficulty is that um since the beginning God has allowed the church to flourish in the midst of adversity. Yeah. There's never really been a moment where the church, like capital C church, has just had this golden age of awesomeness, you know yeah. where everything is easy like God has always had the the church has always struggled and um and i mean struggle in the sense of like. We identify with Christ in His suffering, so that we can also identify with Him in His resurrection, yeah. and um, and so I think that's that's good to remember that, um, you know, we, we look at we look at Jesus in the Gospels, and He says, "Hey, listen, I, I suffered. You're going to suffer too. Yeah, we're not better than Jesus, no. right? We're no. not we're not going to miss out or skip on on adversity um, just because we live in a more technologically advanced mm-hmm. age." And so I think it's good. That's good to remember that, as <clears throat> as we face difficulty and as we face suffering, even we're following in the footsteps of Jesus. Yeah. And we're we're being molded more into His image, um, which is what we're called to do. Yeah. To be molded into His image, and and that takes endurance. It takes. Strong faith, it, mm-hmm. because if your faith is weak, if your faith, to use the words of Jesus, is built on, is the house built on the sand? Mm-hmm. When the waves rise, it's that's going to shake apart. Yeah. And so, we have to have our, we have to have a strong faith in in
0: a strong God who gives yeah. us the ability to stand. Well, I think I think we, you know, there are things that we, you know, that have seeped into Christianity. That are not biblical. Oh, you know, absolutely. That yeah. I think have been a detriment to us. So, uh, you know, um, something like cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, you know? not in the Bible, right? Not in the Bible. That's an easy. I mean, one. truth. We should be clean, sure. but but <laughs> not in the Bible. But that's not <laughs> what makes you godly either. So right, I mean, right, like right. you know the um, the biggest one is that we somehow think. That Scripture says that God will not give us anything that we cannot handle. Mm, yeah, That is a load of malarkey. Yeah, it's not true. It's not in the Bible. The only thing close to it is that it says that he would not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that he, he won't will give provide us a way out. A yeah. way out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, will provide a way out. But it's not true that he won't give us more than we can handle. Right. In fact... Every day is more than we can handle if right. you think about it. Right. Why? Why why is that a load of marker? Because the whole point of scripture is for us to stop relying upon ourselves yeah. and begin to rely only upon Jesus. Yeah. And so sometimes suffering is the thing that teaches us that the most. Yeah. To say, You can't handle this. Right. This load is too heavy. Mm-hmm. This load will bear you down and will wear you out. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that Jesus says, all who are weary. Come to me. Come to me. Yeah. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. Yeah. This is nothing for him. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I, I just think that's it's detrimental for us to believe something. It's not even scriptural. But we hold it up to be like um, like, like infallible like scripture right, is. Right. And it's just not true.
1: Yeah. Well, and we, we like, uh, I mentioned this yesterday, right towards the end of the sermon, that You know, we we come to God and it's almost like sometimes when we've, you know, when we face difficulties in life, we come to God and say, almost in an accusatory way, God, I can't do this. Why would you let me have this? Mm -hmm. And when we say, when we come to God and say, God, I can't do this on my own. He looks at us and he says, I know. And I never expected you to. Nobody expected you to do this on your Mm -hmm. own. You need my help. And I'm offering it freely. I want to help you. I love you. And... And when we come to that point, man, God can do some incredible work. When, mm-hmm. when we come to the point where we realize, oh yeah, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. And I was never intended to do this on my own. Yeah, That's why we have a helper, the Holy Spirit to yeah. come and enliven us to the words of scripture that say, Hey, you can't do this on your own, yeah. but God is here to help. Yeah. God is here to help. And, and, um, and to me, that's kind of what this passage boils down to. Of, there's no way that you can stand on your own yeah. against this beast. There's yeah. no way. Like there is zero option yeah. of you standing on your own against this beast. Yeah. And God is saying, "I'm here to help you stand. I'm uh-huh. here to help you endure. I'm here to help you have faith." And, um, and that is, and, in, in in the face of a really difficult and hard passage to to listen to, where you hear that satan is going to have power to overcome the followers of god to stand in that by yourself is just ridiculous first off and and impossible secondly but we're not we're not meant to stand by ourselves in that god god comes to say i'm here to help you through this because i have overcome by the, by the blood of jesus not by your blood by mm-hmm. the blood of jesus we overcome this yeah. and by the word of your testimony that our god is good and he yeah. is here to help me
0: Yep. so that's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear what you think. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear what questions you have. Um, yeah. You know, a passage like this elicits a lot of questions. I'm right. sure. Yeah. Uh, email us, and with with your thoughts or with your questions, uh, you can send that to the path at lafayettefirst.life. Life. Yeah. Comes to both of us. We'd be glad to respond, and it might make its way even into the podcast. Uh, in future weeks, so yeah, absolutely, I think that's a
1: great point to make. Is that we would love to answer your questions, and we would also love to be able to answer them adequately. Yeah. So if you could email us, we would love to to answer some questions you have. Don't not necessarily have to be about Revelation, but just questions that you have about the Christian life. Yeah. We'd love to hear them. Again, yeah. that that email, the path at whatfaithchurch dot life.
0: Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> But until then, I'm Derek, and I am Jason, and we'll see you next time as we continue along the path.